Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies. On this episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast, I, I actually have a guest, kind of a blast from the past for me, somebody that I worked with many, many, many years ago. Uh, his name's Chip Helm. Uh, you can learn more about uh, him by going to chiphelm.com. Chip and I chat at some length about the importance of brand. We talk about sales and how all of us are in sales. I know it's crazy, but we're all in sales in some form or fashion. And brand is important or should be important anyway. Uh, at multiple levels, you know, from a from a personal perspective to a career perspective, uh, and so on. So, lots of things to think about, and, and and lots of things to to really help you be better as medical device professionals. So, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast. This is your host and founder, AgriLine Guru John Spear. Joining me today. Well, for me, it's a little bit of a blast from the past, frankly, but joining me is Chip Helm. Uh, Chip has been in the medical device industry in some form or fashion for over 36 years. He's also uh, an author. Uh, so, Chip, uh, welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast. Thank you so much. I, you, you did bring back the past for me. <laughs> I saw what you're doing. Um, I was fascinated. I wanted to reach out to you. So, Yeah, I'm glad you did. Uh, it's an honor to, to be on your podcast this afternoon. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. And Chip, I mentioned you're an author. I know you've got a couple of books. You've got a prolific career in sales. Maybe tell folks a little bit about who you are, your background, and and you know, point people where they can find more about your books and, and other content about you. Yes, you're right. I've been in the business. Actually, I just started my 36th year in the medical industry. It's crazy. A billion-dollar company. Uh, so I've been blessed. Um, but out of nowhere, about 10 years ago... Uh, I shared a funny story around the Christmas tree with my kids and said, I think dad can write a book. I write a couple, write a book. That's all I said. <laughs> Over the next 10 years, they bugged me and bugged me and bugged me because I got three kids. I said, where's your book? Where's your book? So finally, just get them off my butt. I don't okay, have to finally do this. And I was scared to death. So yeah. a year to do it. And, and I wrote a, wrote a book. And, and then about two weeks, three weeks before I was going to go to publication, I get this call. And I, they say, Mr. Elm or Chip, you're going to birth two babies. I go, what are you talking about birthing two babies? Uh, you're not going to just have one book. You're going to have two books. Cool. So out of out of that came uh, one was called Everyday Sales Wisdom for Your Life and Career. It's kind of that opening. Uh, I, I'm known as Chip, but I have these Chipisms in there, you know, kind of like uh, – you know, if I tell you chipism, I want you to remember it. I want you to take okay. over. I want you to change your behavior. And it was kind of a foundation kind of book. And then the second book is Bigger Than Sales, how humility. Now, can you believe that? Sales and humility are a word together. But how, wow. how humility and relationships build career success. So that was kind of the how-to book. And it's mm -hmm. and I, the last comment I'll make about that is I wanted to be, make them small and sweet. And I'm a KISS guy. Keep it simple. Yep. Yep. And so these things are about 115 pages. 
Um, they're easy airplane reads. They take about two hours, but I give you lessons at the end of each chapter. So if you'll do something like work the plan, plan the work. So that's kind of what I brought out and I shared it. And But the whole premise around these, and it's an interesting when I'm going to say this because most people don't believe this. It's a myth out there or something, but everyone's in sales. 100%. But see, that's the thing, John. Most people don't believe that. I'm in marketing. I'm in IT. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, you know, a dentist. I'm a whatever. Well, you know, Christ, I mean, take example of my son. He's going to become an orthopedic surgeon. How do you think he's going to get customers in his office? He's in sales. So that yeah. was the premise of it. I've been very, very blessed. And uh, thank you again for uh, a yeah, lot absolutely. of your show this afternoon. I mean, I, and I love that last little bit about everyone's in sales. I, I think um, I think it was Daniel Pink. Are you familiar with that author? Yeah, he has a. I think he has a book called "The Cell Is Human," and I, I think that's also a great read. I mean, grab your books. Where, where can we find your books, Chip? Chiphelm.com or some other website? Actually, you're right. Oh, Chiphelm.com. Okay, yeah, Chiphelm.com. Uh, also, they're on Amazon. I cool. got recently the second book. I think uh, bigger than sales went to uh, went the bestseller. So yeah, I mean, and, and I'm very, very approachable. Chiphelm16 at gmail.com. I get calls all the time and mentoring. And I'll throw this out, 812-947-352. It doesn't right. matter because I, hold I, chips. I, yeah, because I enjoy uh, getting folks on the, uh, it all started about six years ago when I started, or seven years ago when I started speaking at colleges. So I speak around the yeah. country now at different places and, and, Again, around the, the premise of every everyone's in sales. So it doesn't matter what career you take and where you go. I teach us five basic principles of business, you know, and, 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 it, and it fits into anybody's career, any company. It doesn't matter. It's your, I mean, if you're a banker or, a, you know, or it, it doesn't matter. If you're a welder, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And as you and I were kind of going back and forth uh, prior to, to our session today, you know, we exchanged a few thoughts and ideas, and certainly there's a sales component to it that I want to dive into to a little bit deeper with you today. And I also want to tie in the importance of branding. I mean, a lot of folks who are listening to the Global Medical Device podcast, I assume they represent the demographics of the medical device industry, which could be anywhere from uh, the the aspiring entrepreneur who has an idea that wants to get it off the ground to you know the multi billion dollar organization. But let's let's dive into that a little bit and talk a little bit about, you know, w- w- how does branding, whether it be your personal brand or your company brand, how does that all play in? Maybe that's a good place to start. What are, what are your thoughts there? Well, first of all, let's go back to the beginning. Most people think when they think of branding, they think of corporate branding. They really don't think that there's a thing called personal branding out there. And God willing, I wish to heck, John, when I started in the yeah. industry, 35 plus years ago that somebody would have told me a John Spear of the world from a podcast back then in that podcast would have said, Jeff, you've got to have self-awareness. There's a thing called personal branding. You've got to build your brand and, and, and chip, you got to be careful because if you don't have a very good personal brand, uh, you, you're, you're going to be in, in trouble. So that's the first yeah. thing you're going to realize there is a personal brand. So I do a lot of teaching about that. I, I, I explain what is a personal brand, how to develop your personal brand, how to write it. It's very simple, some simple tricks. And, and then what happens when you lose your brand? Because we all know that it takes, it could take years to build up a personal brand, but it'll take seconds to lose it. And yeah. my brand's going like, 
throughout my whole career. So that's the beginning of it's extremely important personal branding. Yeah, and and I you know I I agree with you 100. percent I mean it's somewhere some uh, time along the way I, I think I heard a tip or somebody said just say, hey just go Google your own name and see what kind of results come back and you know and see what what the images are and you know the different links and that sort of thing and it's the first time I did that it was super enlightening because I'm like oh wow you know if, if I because I was starting a business at the time and uh, yes I had a business. Uh, entity and a brand associated with my business. But at the same time, you know, I was associated with that business and I was the face of that business. And people are, you know, especially in this day and era, they're, they're going to the internet to, to do all sorts of due diligence and their own research before they ever reach out and have a conversation, you know? And, and so that was really important lesson and eye opener for me is like, oh, wow, that's not exactly maybe what I wanted my brand, others to perceive my brand to be. So, you know, what can I do about that? Any, any, uh, oh, no, yeah. you, you get a lot of opinions on, on this, but what do I do if I don't like the brand that I have? Well, I mean, first of all, how do you start your brand? And it's a very simple process. Get your best friend, get your mother and father, get someone you trust, go out to lunch, sit across from each other, get a piece of paper out. You have a piece of paper. If you're my best friend and I got a piece of paper, we both got pens. I'm going to ask you this question. John, give me five things when you think about Chip Helm. I don't care what it is. It could be his mean. It could be whatever it is. I want five things written down. And, I, and I'm and i going to write what I think about myself. Because remember, we love ourselves. Oh, my God. We think we're the greatest things since sliced bread. You know, so we love. So I can guarantee you, John, my five things will not connect with your five things. That's the start. That's going, wow, I didn't realize I could be such a a-hole or I could be such a <laughs> bad person. I didn't realize I treated people very poorly. I didn't realize I didn't listen very very well. So that's the start of building the brand. Then you put it on paper. Then you develop it and you write a paragraph or two about your brand. You get it down on paper so you have something to measure by and you have something to live by. So that's the next step. And then you, you start developing, you know, your brand. And, you know, I call it rules of engagement because I'll be yeah. honest with you, there's three brands out there. There's a okay. brand and there is a uh, colleague brand, your industry brand, and there's a customer brand. And I'm going to tell you one thing, the most important brand out there is the customer brand and your colleague brand. But unfortunately, the real brand is your personal brand. And what yeah. that is, if you want to get promoted, if, if you want to get a pay a better paycheck, if you want to get make advancements, if you're working for somebody, you got to be up on your personal brand. You got to understand it. So the rules of engagement is is once you got to get an idea, you know what that brand is, and you write it down and you put your arms around it. You I call it rules of engagement. You need to sit down across from your boss and say, hey, mm-hmm. how do you want to communicate? How do you want to, uh, what do you expect of me? What's going on? I need to know what's going on so that I can make sure that I adhere to this brand. Is this the brand you think I am too? You know, I want to know also. Because somebody asked me that the other day. Well, can you get it from your boss? Sure, if you have that kind of relationship. But the best right. kind of people to get it is your best friend, your mother, your father, someone that you trust that will tell you the truth. Well, yeah. not what you want to hear. So that's what I didn't do probably seven years into my job. I didn't know what a personal brand. I didn't know it mattered. I thought everyone liked Chip Helm. But he, <laughs> I talk about self-awareness. You connect the dots. Yeah. 
self-awareness. Nobody knows what self-awareness means. You got to understand what's going on around you. You got to observe more, listen more, and speak less. I wish there's some things in that I wouldn't have done in the past, and because I'm very voiceless, I'm very. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I've never not met a friend. So that's the issue about this personal. It's so important and it changes so rapidly that you've got to be aware. I just was not ever aware, John, for a long time. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the era that, that where you and I uh, grew up and the time that we grew up, uh, I think it was probably easier to not think about the brand. And I, I, you know, fast forward to, you know, younger generations, you know, it's certainly post internet. I mean, everything that like my, my kids, I mean, my kids are a little bit younger than yours, but you know, they're 18 and 21 and you know, they've got technology and smartphones and cameras and video all the time, you know, things that they're streaming, watching, you know, recording, whatever the case may be. And it's like that, you know, Facebook and this and that, and all this stuff that they're doing is, is going out into the internet. And, you know, it's, it's going to be possibly part of those search results whenever they Google themselves. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that picture of me at that party, you know, last, last year is, is on, you know, the number one result of an image of me. And, and I think that's something that, that maybe folks don't think so much about is like, Oh wow. You know, these things, the things that you do, things that you don't do, the pictures that you're taking, the videos that, that you're recording, these are all things that, that become associated with you as the brand. And it's, and it's now, you know, it's a few keystrokes away for anybody like, oh my gosh, you know, Chip, he's applied for this job that we have at, at an opening. And man, it looks like he's got a lot of experiences. So let's just do a little bit of a, a research. And then you pull up all these pictures of this and that and so on. And it's like, mm, is that the kind of person we want representing our brand as a company? I'm with you though. I mean, I, I just didn't emphasize or even think about brand those early years, but you know, it, you get a little bit older. It's important. It's super important. Well, it hurts you. And the problem is I've fallen off tall letters and hit that ground hard. And then the next yeah. thing I teach, you got to compartmentalize things because let me give you an example. It doesn't matter if you didn't do it. You hear what I said out there? I'll, I'll repeat a lot during this time, John, because I've yeah. two things in sales, repetition, 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 and preparation, preparation. And unless you repeat things over and over again, something doesn't stick in people's minds. But, I, but I'm just telling you that, that you, you, know, you hit that ground and it doesn't matter if you didn't do it. I get this all the time. Well, Mr. Helm, you know, I didn't do it. So why should it doesn't matter? Compartmentalize it. Dust yourself off and say, if John, my boss, believes I did it, I did it. Now let's talk to John and see how I move forward. What do I do? Especially if you have to work with a guy named John for a long time to come. So it doesn't matter if you didn't do it. You've got to just understand that you did do it in their minds. Now, how do you change it? What the problem is, is people listening to this, is that they can't get over it. That's why Mm -hmm. you come. It, you put it aside. Okay, I know I didn't do it. I know I'm a better person than that, but that doesn't matter. The person I got to work with thinks I did. So now how do I improve that brand in their eyes, their boss's eyes, because I want to move this investment or I want to get a pay raise or I want to move this. So that's what it really boils to. That's the hard part of what we call uh, personal branding versus, you know, my gosh, my brand with the customer, that's the most important brand. If I would tell anyone sure, what your customer thinks of you and what your colleague thinks of you. But unfortunately, that one in the middle 
The personal brand is probably the most important one and devastating one. If you don't have it and don't know what it is and you lose it. Yeah. Uh, I want to take a short break. Chip, we'll get back to maybe some some action items for folks here in a moment. But I want to remind folks I'm talking with Chip Helm. Chip is a seasoned, ex- very experienced sales professional, uh, and he's worked in the medical device industry for, well, this is his 36th year in the industry. Uh, he is also an author, and you can learn more about his tips and pointers and where to get his books. It's very simple, folks. Go to chiphelm.com, C-H-I-P-H-E-L-M.com. While I'm taking this break, I want to remind folks about Greenlight Guru. We have developed the only medical device success platform in the marketplace today. It's designed specifically and exclusively for medical device companies by actual medical device professionals. So it helps you navigate the design and development process, document management, maintain your quality system, and and, and man, frankly, manage the total product lifecycle of your products and processes. So if you're interested in learning more about the Greenlight Guru medical device success platform, go to www.greenlight.guru. We'd love to have a conversation with you, understand your needs and requirements, and see if we have products and solutions that can help you. So, Chip, getting back to that, let's talk about you know falling off that ladder. Let's imagine that you know maybe I did fall off that ladder, or someone believes I fell off the ladder. Either way, it is the truth or the reality, right? So, what do I do about it? What are some some practical tips and pointers? How do I? I mean, you talked about going and facing that you know maybe that boss or that colleague head on, but but you know, sometimes I don't have that opportunity. I don't have that luxury to interact with that person face to face, or or I don't know who's consuming the perception of my brand. Are there things that I can do to sort of uh, course correct and and get things back on track? Well, let me put a, a couple of things here. First of all, hope you got mentors in your life. I wouldn't yeah. be where I am today, and I went to dental school because of a mentor. Uh, I got my job in the medical industry because of a mentor. So I would say that if you can't if you can't get back in front. Uh, of that. Uh, I, I think the first thing is, is to get with a mentor uh, or have a mentor and have those. For sure. Uh, so that would be the first thing I would do. The second thing is, is you've got to learn how to compartmentalize things because most people can't, they can't give up. They can't get rid of it. They can't let go of the fact that maybe they didn't actually do it, but in the real mm-hmm. world, perception is reality. So you've got to really coach yourself and teach yourself. And, you know, and uh, so I would say really, Hold on tight to a mentor to do it. I would say that you got to learn how to compartmentalize. I would say also you have to re uh, reengage your and, and look at your brand again. I would take that little uh, test, you know, get mm-hmm. back. Okay, tell me about me. Tell me what you think of me, and I'll tell you what I think of me. They're not going to work. They're not going to go together. But you're going to learn something, and you've got to write. You want to go back and you want to revisit your brand before. Okay, write it down. Have it again, rewrite it. So go through some simple steps. Start working on your behavior on that and start working on those uh, the little things. But obviously, if you can uh, get in front of the person, that's the scariest part. You've got to sit down immediately uh, and understand what you're – I didn't do that. So if you're working inside of a corporation, and most people work for people today, use my rules of engagement session Plan it out. Go in there with a list of, of uh, you know, the expectations. Uh, go. How do you want to communicate? The text, email. What do you What do you want me to do from day to day? Uh, how can you get me from A to Z? You know, all these things from 
you've got to start that rules of engagement and you've got to start having periodic meetings with, with those folks. Uh, absolutely. Your brand. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, um, I guess, shift maybe slightly this, you know, kind of stick with the brand, but you know, like I said, most of the listeners they are across the spectrum in the med device industry, you know, and I, I want to maybe take a moment and speak to that, the entrepreneur, that startup, who's trying to make, you know, a name for themselves or, or get, you know, an, what they believe to be an exciting product to the point of, of market launch and that sort of thing. Any thoughts or tips for, for someone that might be in that situation as far as their company brand and the connection to their personal brand? I mean, are they the same? Are they different when you're that small startup type entity? Any thoughts well, about it's that? Even, it's even more important for that person. Yeah. Like when you started your company 10 years ago or whatever that was, you are your company. You're the, yeah. the brand. So that's, first of all, you are the person. Obviously, you have to have a good product. That's first and foremost, no matter what, whatever. But it's all about, it's still, in my opinion, about networking and relationship building. I mean, mm. I, you know, some entrepreneurs I've met, that's not their skill. Then surround yourself with the right people. But you, it's all about people. It's all about meeting people, networking. You know, it's funny, you know, we've gone virtual now. Well, virtual virtual is going to come. It just happened that the COVID-19 sped, <laughs> speeded it up. That's yeah, all. And, and you're yeah. working in the medical industry, and you know this. There's less sales reps down in the medical hospitals. It's moving that. It was moving that direction before COVID. All COVID right. speeded along really fast. So, but here's how I look at it. People are getting set on virtual being, it's just part of your toolbox, you got to communicate better, learn virtually how to communicate better. You got to learn how to do phone skills better. And you got to learn how to pick up the phone and how, how to write creative text messages and emails, you know, that kind of stuff like that. But if I'm an entrepreneur, so I've got to get out in front of people. I still think yeah. it'd be a 90 10. Maybe it's down to 70 30. Maybe it's, you know, 65 35. But I still disagree with people that I still believe it's a people. You want to go face to face more. I heard Zoom. You see my email, yeah. my hands, just like you are. You yeah, I know. Voice, mind. Well, that you still engage someone and build a relationship. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur, or you're starting a business, or you're working. You, it's all about building those relationships. You're not selling in a sense of the word. If you've got a good product, and but what you're doing is you're solving a problem. And if they don't have a problem, then you know what? Then go somewhere else, but don't try to throw up on somebody. Give them what they yeah. want and solve their problem. Because I always said, if you solve their problem and you build a trust, you have them in your pocket. What's that mean? Mm -hmm. That means you don't drop unless you've got holy jeans like my daughter. Some people <laughs> out of their pocket of jeans and I told them I could give her more money. My point of it is, is you build that trust. So mm -hmm. you can build a good gizmo, a good gadget. But if you're not out there and, and, and you're not working the, as I call it, the great white shark, it's in my mm -hmm. you're you're going and you're rotating around like a figure eight and you're going to meet everyone you can. And yeah. I, I and I used to know my audience. You've got to know exactly who you're going to be walking up into. So so those are some of the tricks and tips. But, you know, as far as you've got to learn how to network now, no, people don't know how to yeah. network properly. And also, how do you build that relationship? You build it because you're sincere and gracious and you do it with humility. You do it. Mm -hmm. What you say to somebody, it's how you say it to somebody. Yeah. That's how those you build towards 
building a brand, both both for your company and yourself. But if you're starting up a company, it's all about you. It's all about yeah. you. I mean, what would Mark Cuban say? He invests on Shark Tank, not so much in the company, but he invests in the person that is there for yeah. that. I was gonna. I'm glad you brought that up because I was. Uh, you know, I remember um, many many years ago. I mean, like uh, first several years of my career, I, I didn't really appreciate or or really even understand startups or you know certainly in, investors and things of that nature in in the startup community. And then you know a little bit, you know, I'll say mid career started getting some exposure, and I'd always heard you know from an investor perspective that um, they invest in the team. First, and and the tech. I mean, the product's important, but it's less important than the team, and that just didn't resonate with me at the time. But to your point, I mean, Mark Cuban, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, has been on record many times, and, he, and I, he's put his money where his mouth is. The person, the people, the team—that's the most important part of this. And going back to your networking thing, I remember when I started the business before Greenlight, I started a consulting practice. And I like at that time, I'm like consciously in my head said, I'm going to make it my mission that I'm going to have the strongest network of medical device and life science professionals. At first, I said in Indiana, because that's, you know, where I lived and I wanted to work in my backyard. And I went and I networked like crazy. I mean, I I call people say, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can I buy you some lunch? And I think that's that that was really important. I don't know why I thought to do that, but but I did. I You know, I just networked like crazy. Like that was my full-time job for a number of months. And, you know, like, I guess fast forward many years later, I feel like that was a great investment of my time and resources. And, and I think it was a great springboard. So I can a hundred percent agree with the importance of networking. You got to get uncomfortable to get to yeah. be comfortable. You hear me? Yeah. Uncomfortable to become comfortable. And most people don't want to put their hand out or they don't want to say hello or they don't know their audience. And yes, we're in a virtual world. You can still do it via a Zoom. You can still use good phone skills. Again, it's just been, a, I'm so much better today with my phone skills and my Zoom skills and my per engaging skills on Zoom. So it's just in my toolbox now, but I'm yeah. face-to-face you know, person. But people don't know how to network, but you've got to go back to, you got to start your audience. It's all about preparation, preparation. If you don't know who your audience, I know exactly who I'm going after. And Mm -hmm. I badge at a meeting, you know, or I mean, that was that's Chip Helm. I mean, I can see you for 30 seconds and 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 I'll go home and write it in a book. I have a to do book. I have a book. I'll put your name in the book. It's another. Mm -hmm. You put a couple things about that person. So if you see exactly. it's later and you run into him in a grocery store, hey, Bob, I remember we had a conversation six months ago about this and this are going, what? You remember? Yeah. I'm just telling yeah. you, little things that connect to people. I mean, right now, I probably could sell my address book. It probably got <laughs> more cell phone numbers and you could shake a stick at it. I know more chairmen, chiefs of surgery in this country and people, but, but we become friends. I never yeah. got what I was going to sell Monday or next Monday or three Mondays or, or three months from Monday. I worried, am I still working with you next year, the year after, the year after? Because at some point, someday I was, I'm going to get you one mm-hmm. other. I may not have it to mm-hmm. but at some point that door is always, always open to a customer. Yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. I mean, and here's another thing that I that I picked up on that um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was obvious and at the moment that it was happening, but when I was going through this networking, uh, I'll say phase or, or introduction to networking to, to learn that from my own skill set perspective, um, you know, I, I, I was back on the clock a little bit as far as I wasn't trying to push uh, my products and services. I was trying to understand who I was talking to, to your point, you know, John and oh, favorite college sports team is whatever, or really likes, uh, you know, this kind of bourbon or whatever, just make some of those notes, you know, little things like that. But I also was trying to listen and say, uh, what is this? What do you need? Hey, Chip, what do you need? What are you looking for? And you would tell me something and it's probably wasn't going to be in my wheelhouse. But because I was networking like crazy, I, I had many, 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 many times I had already previously met someone else or met someone after that meeting who could pr provide or help what, what you need. And I would say, oh, Chip, that's great. I met somebody last week, so-and-so. Let me make a connection. And so I became this connector, right, to, to help facilitate. And oh my goodness, like the rewards that you get from that, number one, you get to help somebody. You get to help two people actually connect the dots here. But it's just, it's so rewarding and it, and it just solidified my, my own personal brand. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know all about that. No, but it's not what you know today. It's who you know. I mean, yeah. my son got into medical school because I networked. My daughter got into vet school because I networked. I helped someone yeah. this morning while I was on the golf course with my son to get something done down in front. I mean, I did because it's, I tell you, it's someone, that's why I tell, I tell everyone, you don't know who's next to you. You don't know when that you need a favor. Put out your hand. Be humble. I like to call it the humble card. Be kind. Treat people like you want to be treated. And you'd be amazed what comes back tenfold because you never know when that person could help you. But that's not yeah. how people think about things. They're very self-serving. And you've got it. That's all. This is all goes back to branding. I'm telling you, everything yeah. we're talking about right now, if you think about it, is how you build your brand by networking and, you know, and, and being who you are and being genuine. And being sincere, do you really care about that person? I know that you've got a startup and you and you've got this fantastic gadget, but do you really care about that person? Or are you just trying to sell something to somebody? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but if it's the no. latter, if, if you're if you're just trying to sell something to somebody, you might have uh, you might be successful a, a couple of times, but most people have pretty good bullshit meters. They're <laughs> they're not going to get through that one. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and people see through you. This yeah. is not, I mean, come on, people see through if you really care or not. Caring is a, you know, that's why I don't ever like the word commission. I think commission gets people too close to the line of not doing, not doing the right thing for the right person. I mean, I always say two things all the time. That if you do it with the right heart and the right intent, you're going to be okay. You may not be yeah. You not win everything. You may not get to where you're going all the time. You may not become your CEO or whatever you think you're supposed to become, but you're going to be just fine. If you, yeah. if you do things with the right heart and the right intent, and that's what you do every day, it, it's going to be okay. And I would encourage people to not expect instantaneous results here. Uh, I think, you know, unfortunately, we're, we've grown accustomed to instant this and instant that in our society. What Chip and I are talking about today, it requires 
you to make investments before you make withdrawals. Uh, sometimes this is a like a, a credit type situation. Got to be a little patient uh, and just you know relax and and just keep working the system, keep working your process, keep doing the right things, keep making those investments because the more investments you make, you will have returns. I, I assure you, you will have returns at some point in time. Well, the medical industry is a difficult industry. So, so difficult. You're yeah. talking about medical industry and what you're trying to do with your engineering design and, and all that stuff for these companies sounds phenomenal. Your company sounds great. More companies should utilize whoever's out there how to utilize John's company, your resources. Is, it's tough in this industry today with all the compliance things and all the regulations we have today. Mm-hmm. You, uh, company that could really help you drive those kind of uh, design processes, et cetera, et cetera. So, because it's not easy today in this industry. For sure. So, Chip, we're, we're at a point where we're going to wrap things up. Any final words of wisdom, chipisms, <laughs> tips or pointers that you want to leave the listeners with t- this afternoon? Oh, that's a great, that's a great thing. I mean, there's a lot of different things that I could probably say. Um, I'd say the biggest thing is, uh, I strive when, with uh, about being a leader, you know, with humility. And I think this is our country needs more of that. And it's not, you know, what you say, how you say things, how do you treat people? You can be, mm-hmm. uh, you can still manage and lead with kindness, you know, in your heart and, and, and think of someone else. And, you know, a great leader always gets, uh, always is more worried about their employees getting from A to B to C to D to Z. You know, they're more worried about, helping them get to where they need to go, uh, you know, and they empower people and, and, you know, and if they don't know what they're doing, they let someone else who does know what they're doing, you know, so mm-hmm. the teamwork, but I really believe in this humility and, and, uh, the humble card and, you know, someone who, uh, you know, works like that. And that's probably what I try to push more and more. Um, cause we don't see that a lot, uh, out today. Yeah. I, and I mean that with, I don't care if you're leading the team, leading yourself. Uh, we need more uh, leadership with, uh, you know, that, that humility concept of, of uh, you have that you actually care. Yeah. Your employees, yeah. You actually, it's not about you. And I, and I'd like to see more and more people uh, do that. I think they'd be a lot more successful, but I appreciate yeah. you having Wish oh, we absolutely. Maybe we'll go <laughs> talk again on another, uh, another yeah. medical sales type uh, subject and, and any time. Yeah, I absolutely. I look forward to that. I, I, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of folks that, you know, it's, I have a special place in my heart for startups um, and haven't been one and worked with so many sales is hard, especially if you're like, you know, I, I my upbringing in this uh, career or this, this industry has been an engineer first and, you know, and, and a business leader, you know, many years later, but, you know, specifically like engineers have a hard time wrapping their mind around or technical people have a hard time wrapping their mind around. Oh, wow. I got it. I've got this wonderful idea for a product. At some point in time, you're going to have to be a salesperson in some way, shape or form. Now, maybe you're not going to be going out into the field selling your product, but you've got to sell somebody, you know, a chip helm of the world or, or a key opinion leader, whatever the case may be. So I, I absolutely, we'll we'll find another time to chat soon about that. I mean, I mean, that's why I get into consulting. I help with sales strategies and sales right. execution, sales development. Because you're right, it's you know, 
you know, setting that up. And, you know, a lot of people don't even know how to how to design a sales executed type business plan. They don't even know right. what that is or, or 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 how to put a team together, you know, and structure it. And so how do you work? So, yeah, I, I do a lot of that consulting, too, and I really enjoy that part of it. That's what, kind of what we're talking about right now. Though. That's how you, you, yeah. you brand that and you and you instill that in the people you work with. All right. So we'll chat after the, the session today and we'll figure out a time to dive into that topic on a future episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. But folks, I want to thank Chip Helm. Again, go visit his website, chiphelm.com. Really easy. Uh, lots of great articles, uh, downloads, uh, links to buying uh, his books. As he mentioned earlier, they're quick reads, got a lot of chipisms. He's uh, accessible and uh, available. So reach out to him. If you're looking to grow your sales team, you want to learn more about your uh, building your brand. Well, you know, Chip Helm's been doing this for a long time and, he, and he's he's a giver. He's happy to help. That's very obvious. So to you, the listener, thank you for, for being loyal listeners of the Global Medical Device Podcast. It's because of you that the Global Medical Device Podcast is the number one podcast in the medical device industry today. So I appreciate you. I thank you for that. Uh, of course, uh, hopefully you've picked up by now that we are on video. If you've been listening to us, that's great. We do have video now incorporated with the Global Medical Device Podcast. You can watch all the new episodes on YouTube. I would encourage you to subscribe. And if you click the little bell icon, they send you a notification that says, hey, there's a new episode ready. So do those things. That way, it's always coming into your feed so you can hear the latest, latest episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Until next time, this is your host and founder at Greenlight Guru, John Spear, and you have been listening to the Global Medical Device Podcast.